a good spine on a man. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen one in a long time. That is fantastic. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, so thank you for being here. Thank you, Leah, for being here, and thank you, Stevie, for being here. Thank you for having. Thank you, us. Richard, for being here today. Thank you, God, for bringing um, us to this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our higher uh, powers. <laughs> yeah, th- I, well, I'm going to say a little prayer to my higher power right now. I'm going to okay. ask my higher power and my spirit guides to uh, to let me channel the divine okay. as we sit here and we chat on a on a Saturday okay. afternoon in the Larchmont well, Village. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Help me out, man. Help me out, people. That's all I'm going to say. So, guys, welcome to the Brando cast. My name is Brendan Smith. I am here with two of my young friends. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. I think I'm old enough to be their dads. I am sitting here with the lovely Stevie Nelson and the lovely Leah Lamar. Friends in real life. Yes. yes. <laughs> Actors, comedians, mm-hmm. comic talents. Yeah. Citizens of Los Angeles, California. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're also here with super producer Richard Sheltinga. Say hi, Richard. How's it going? <laughs> it's fine, Richard. <laughs> I like that he's a super producer. He is a super producer. I can't wait to see the movie. Super producer? <laughs> yeah, made by Marvel. <laughs> it's Super just... <laughs> producer is definitely Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Super Isn't small everything. producer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please cut me from this podcast. Today on Instagram, uh, Karen Gillan from the Avengers is shooting a movie with Kevin Hart because they did a thing today. Damn. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why must be, must be nice. behind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to join Scientology, man, if you want to make it happen. That's what That's I heard. Is yeah. Kevin Hart a Scientologist? No, not necessarily. I don't think he is. Oh. I don't think he is. No, he's not. He's not. Not a He's known just Kevin Scientologist. I'm just saying I, for other people, you gotta you gotta do whatever whatever it takes. And and a lot of confidence helps too. I've heard. Yeah, believing that you can rise to the top is number one. What a cool thing. Number two is Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you want to hear a Scientology audition trick? Yeah. I've been told that this was the Jenna Elfman trick. When you walk into a room, you look everyone in the room in the eye and you don't blink, and you assert yourself as the alpha. So you walk in and you go, oh. hi, hi, hi. Don't blink because that asserts your dominance. That just felt like it else. asserted yourself as an alien. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing that felt like to me. <laughs> well, that's the, I think, I think that's part of the thing of Scientology of it. You figure yeah. out that you have alien power. I think that that's also what makes you thing. attractive in Hollywood. Yeah. Confidence. Alien beauty. Yeah. <laughs> alien faces. Yeah. I swear I'm human. <laughs> Do you know where a lot of alien faces are? Uh, the Trader Joe's on Vine and Selma. That's underneath was, 1600 I've North Vine. I've been there Vine. almost every day. That week. is the weirdest Trader Joe's in the city. I, they're bar none. I, they're, really? People, they're not even shopping there. It's like a nightclub with food. Mm, Do you know what I'm saying? Fun. It's all young. Yeah. You're not allowed to go in there if you're north of 38. An, a nightclub that only has food sounds like my dream. <laughs> yeah. A nightclub during the day yeah. serves food, but you don't have to buy much. Yeah, that sounds and awesome. And it's affordable. Wow. <laughs> and you meet just hot guys there nonstop. Wow. Would you eat? No. Would no. You? Was- I, mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm a monster. You know? We did I, go I sh- to a party together, and all we did the whole time was find gluten-free foods we could eat. Oh, my yeah. God. It was humiliating. We hit out near the snack table. 
Mm-hmm. The gluten-free snack table. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we're still women in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this under road. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain the game of the Brando cast to you two wonderful people. Great. So what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to pull, I'm going to read you the history of a band that you might not know or you might not like. Okay. I don't think you guys are going to know this because this is, this is for, this is old people music. Okay. But this is one of my most favorite bands of all time. Okay. Whoa. This is a band that was incredibly uh, important to me. This is a band that shaped my musical taste. This is a band that <laughs> I had a poster of on my the room, on the wall of my room when I was in sixth grade. Guys, is, is anything coming the to you? The white stripes. <laughs> No, keep, keep playing it, Richard. Keep, keep playing it. Yeah. Is this back? Right? <laughs> Anything coming to you at all? I mean, does this read at all? Screaming? Oh. Is this Ozzy Osbourne? My Sharona. Is, not that song. Not. <laughs> this isn't the Beach Boys. Like, can we listen to My Sharona? Because I really like that. I don't even know if that's what the song is called. <laughs> no, that band was The Knack. This oh. band, ladies, this band is Deep Purple. Oh. Deep purple. Deep purple. Yeah. Have you ever heard the words deep purple? Only in a crayon box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deep purple is an English rock band formed in 1968. Wow. The band is considered to be among the pioneers of heavy metal and modern hard rock. Originally formed as a progressive rock band, the band shifted to a heavier sound. In 1970. Wow, I cared so little about that. (laughs) (laughs) We were like zoned out already. We were just like, wow, great decor in here. Oh, fantastic. What were you guys doing in 1970? You know, I was (laughs) pre-fetus. I was really, I was in the heavens waiting for the perfect parents. Uh (laughs) I uh, was far from being born. Um, Yeah. But my parents were probably doing drugs together, for sure. Were your parents together in 1970, Stevie Nelson? Yeah. Mm. They were in rehab together. <laughs> I think my dad was doing drugs alone that year. <laughs> oh, no. So they were pioneers in rehab, because rehab wasn't yet a thing. It became a thing, in though, in the 70s. Did it, in the 70s, is that where it sort of became okay? Were they in Southern California, your parents? Yeah, both of them, just wow. doing drugs. Right. <laughs> I feel like in 1970, I was in a past life. Oh, oh and, well, well, well. Interesting. And, and I was some sort of scientist who was crooked. Oh my gosh! And did drugs like a corrupt scientist? Yeah, I think I was. Really? I think I was a corrupt scientist. Any proof? Do you have any proof? You Anything know, that seeps through today? The writing's on the wall, Stevie. Okay, that so, is uh, fantastic. <laughs> what what kind of science were you? Uh, I just see myself in a fashionable lab coat. Okay, it's obvious that I shouldn't be wearing it. Oh. <gasps> Is there anything? (laughs) Is this like a sexy fantasy? Is there anything underneath it? It becomes a porno immediately. (laughs) (laughs) But you weren't like setting. You're not setting yourself way, way in the past with this incarnation. You're like in the 50s or 60s or 40s. I've had a lot of past lives. Okay. We know this because we we saw the same psychic. We've seen two of the same psychics. Yeah, we share the same psychics. (laughs) Go on. All right. So you got the floor now. You so have our first floor. psychic actually told us a lot of the similar the things, but thing. different things to our friends, which is nice because the things she said were like really cool, like that our lives are going to be cool. 
she told me in my past life that I was a really bad man in the Industrial Revolution. Whoa. That I caused a lot of environmental damage and I was like an awful human. Like you were like a captain of industry? Like yep. you were someone, you were a polluter. Yes. It's so funny because you came wow. back an earth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> she said this life I would make up for it. Yeah. So yeah. now I drive a Prius. Ugh. I eat mostly vegan. And I, that's all I do to do that. But I talk about it all the time. So that helps, right? And it just ruins our lives. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It actually hurts people. Yeah. You did bring in a green-ish drink. What, what's in, what is that green fancy drink all in a right. glass and bottle? And did you get it it's from a, Trader Joe's on Selma and <laughs> No, I did not. I stuck to um, Larchmont Village. It's um, <laughs> apple, cucumber, celery, lemon, spinach, ginger, kale, parsley. Yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's I'm, not a whopper. No, no. My assumption is that it's good for you. That's my assumption. Yeah. Who that checks out. And how, what did that set you back? How much was that dealy bob? Actually, it was free. Oh. Pardon? Yeah. How did that happen? I have a theory that sometimes you just walk in places and they'll hand you free things for no reason. Um, uh, you can get away with that, yeah. Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. You, 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 you were blessed with the gift of uncommon beauty. Oh my those God. of us Alien who, th- those of us who are mutts, <laughs> do not get free shit. And if, if people like me get charged more. Oh, because they they're have like to it's twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, no, I did get it for free, but it's because I spend so much money there. It's not oh, okay. because it's, well, that makes it's like buy nineteen. Thank get you one for free. making us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> a I'm not a mutt, but I'm like a regular pure breed. No, you have uncommon beauty too. Both you're of you are super foxes. You're I'm a super, super Jew. Jew. <laughs> we are both God. super Jews, actually. Yeah, we are. We have the wait, same psychic. Wait, wait, wait. Time Jews. out. Wait, you're Jews. Oh yeah, should we leave? Or should we what? hurt you? <laughs> Is this the fourth right? I knew that. I knew that. Oh, right. also, just last thing in a past life from our same psychic. Yes, she told me that I was in the Underground Railroad helping people to safety. Okay, that's awesome. So I think wow. we had reverse past lives, and that's why I'm so horrible now in this life. Oh, <laughs> you get to have fun in this life, and yeah. I ha- I was damaging things last life. Yeah, I went to uh, <sighs> I went to a psychic. I went to Eliza Coop. Had, you know the actress Eliza Coop? She had a whole bunch yes. of people over to her house because uh, uh, she had a friend who was a psychic. And the way that that psychic channeled thing things was by typing. So you would sit down next to the to the psychic, and yeah. then she would start typing. How modern! But she never modern, she never learned how typewriter. to she never learned how to touch type, so it was just really loud, <laughs> a lot of clanking with one finger. But it was an old school typewriter. Wow. Okay. And then she like then she pulled it out and read what came to her. That does know. seem more mystical. She's completely wrong about me. I would, yeah, I would have preferred a quill pen. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> If she did calligraphy, I'd be like, maybe. Yeah. A typewriter? I'm like, nah. nah. I mean, just so to be clear about our second psychic. Yes. She was She's passive aggressive and then she ghosted us. She's a bully and she ghosted both how, of us. What did she say? How much, how, much, how much did she charge for you guys to... It's embarrassing to I say don't the number. <laughs> but if you're listening to this and you're a psychic, we're open to a third one. We need a third and one. And clearly Affordable we're willing to pay. Kind. <laughs> All right, in 1968, Deep Purple had an early hit in America with the song Hush. You guys ever heard this song before? No. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've heard this part. Never heard the lyrics because I never listened. Well, if you transport yourself back to the late 60s, this was actually a hit for Deep Purple. 
In America? Uh, in America. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, when they came to America to tour and support this song, they were guests on the Hugh Hefner show, Playboy at Night. He had a show. Oh. And they performed this song on the show. The band quickly went through a change. Uh, they got, got rid of their, their lead singer. <laughs> The band, the, band, the band got rid of the lead singer and the bass player and reformed in 1969 with what would become their second but most commercially successful lineup. And this lineup consisted of Ian Gillen on vocals, John Lord on keyboards, Roger Glover on bass, Ian Pace on drums, and the legendary guitar wizard, someone's calling me, fuck off, Answer the legendary... It. <laughs> the legendary guitar wizard, Richie Blackmore. Okay. Oh, Either God, of you love, guys Richie Blackmore fans. <laughs> Huge fan. I mean, couldn't Wild. Um, you said he plays guitar? <laughs> <laughs> His name is Dick Blackmore. <laughs> Into Richie Blackmore. It. Hey, um, <laughs> I mean, why are there so many Ians in that band? Because they're British. That is the but, worst name. Right, but so British, British was an American band. Well, no, they had a hit in America with that song. Oh, my Hush. God. Were they like in the Austin Powers movie? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so familiar. Oh, it did sound familiar. Honestly, didn't ring a single bell. No, none. That's a huge <laughs> band. What is that, nine people? Well. <laughs> is that an orchestra? <laughs> <laughs> they have played with an orchestra before many, 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 many times. Yeah, was that a recording I didn't from Carnegie write Hall? this down in the... No, but they did the London Philharmonic or like one of their early wow. live albums is Deep Purple with the London Philharmonic Yibbity Blah. I love when bands do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do it with an orchestra. I don't know. I'm so I'm I could not can I just take a time out and say I could not be more thrilled that you guys have no idea who Deep Purple is. It just fills me with joy. You're welcome. You have I'm no so I have de- I have devoted so much energy in my life to loving Deep Purple. Yeah. For, we can you know, tell. To each of- <laughs> it is very clear. Yeah. Obvious. Stevie We're, Nelson is so- wearing an Us Festival t shirt, mm-hmm. which is really, really ridic. It's ridiculous. As the kids would say. Yeah. And where did you get this particular t-shirt? It is a t-shirt from the, the Us Festival, which was a giant, like long before Coachella, just when there were one-off festivals. Yeah, the Us before... Festival was out in, Southern, in San Bernardino, yeah. basically in the same area. Yeah. Uh, I got it from my dad. My dad okay. was the lead guitarist for Eddie Money. What? Yeah, for 10 years. What? Yeah. So what? I, I know some of those songs. Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> Your father. Yeah. Mr. Nelson. John Nelson. John Nelson was the lead guitarist of... Eddie Money. Eddie Money's for band? For 10 years. And John Lee Hooker before that. What was the... What was the... What, what was the era? Wait, 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 wait. John Lee Hooker before that? Yeah. My dad... Is got, capable of playing guitar. He's the best guitarist I've ever met. Oh, my God. Well, and then your, your dad so would know Richie many. Blackmore. Yeah, for sure. My dad knows all these people. Wow. He played with John Lee Hooker? Yeah. That's insane. What is that weird hum? Do you hear a weird hum? Oh, it's outside. It's outside. It's, it's a fancy home being built. It's what I call Larchmont. the Los Angeles hum, which is um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just low-key construction happening at all times, no matter the time of day. And the building it, never gets finished. Never. It, so wait, do you remember what years your dad played lead guitar for Eddie Money? Um, 
I'm guessing, I'm going to guess, uh, 1983 to 1993. Holy He also helped shit. write a lot of the songs. My story's less cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leah, you don't have a rock star dad? No, my dad w- was almost a rock star. <laughs> Who's Mr. Sad. Lamar? So my dad um, was in a band. My dad lived in Woodstock in a hut on a river. Mm-hmm. Well, actually in Bearsville, which is two miles Wait, from Woodstock. Wait, this is getting better than my story. I, it's, it doesn't end better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. And he lived there. You know, he graduated high school in two years and then went there and was in a band called Alexander Rabbit. They were very successful. Alexander Rabbit. You know them? No, but that's oh. an awesome. You said I like it the, the way name. that you. Oh, it was, it was Alexander man. Rabbit hit song, "The Rabbits of Rabbitville." <laughs> oh my God, Stevie knows so much about music. The I love Rabbit. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then they were offered to be the tour band with Bonnie Raitt, and they turned her down because they didn't think she was going to be big enough. Oops. Oh. And then everyone went down to Nashville, and I think my dad just decided to go to Florida, start a new life in New York. Oh. And this was pre you. This is pre me. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, that yeah. is different. That's amazing. Yeah. Path not taken. Path not taken. What's your father's first name? Jack. Jack Lamar. Jack he Goldman. Did. Jack Goldman. Goldman. Gold, old Gold. Jack Goldman. Yeah. Jack. Wait, Goldman. that's a that's a famous name. If he chose the other path. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still plays drums everywhere to this day. It's oh, the only wow. thing. He's an incredible drummer. Oh, right on. But yeah. you know, just wasn't a, wasn't the path for him. Wow. Did does he do it? Does he? ever put together a band and perform and do live things you know, here and he's, there? He's been working on... on do, well, he does live jams all the time. Now, he's an old Jew, so now he lives in Florida. Uh, but, you know, there's there's lots of people to jam with in Florida. Yeah. Literally turning and into lots jams. Of old Jew, and lots of old Jews to jam So with. many old Jews. Yeah, so he's always playing live music, but I guess there's no gigs yet. Got it. Oh, that's, that's amazing. We're just having fun. That's mm. amazing. Where'd he meet your mom? My dad was a mechanic for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. He did a bunch of odd jobs getting back on his feet after music. And my mom had a busted up station wagon and a German Shepherd in the back seat. We had multiple German Shepherds growing up. And so my dad fixed my mom's car and she would keep coming back. And then finally she said yes to going on a date. And then the rest is history. That's kind wow. of a meet cute. Yeah, it's really. That's a meet cute. I-, I love that. Yeah, pretty cute. But I mean, Brendan, I want to let you know the reason we all came here today. Yeah. Um, the three of us wanted to have an intervention with your love for Deep Purple and <laughs> yeah. just take the focus off me. You know We're what I mean? Worried. It seems, seems like you like it a little too much. And no, you well. invested too much of your life in well, it. Well, because when I was a young dude, this is song. This is Deep Purple? This is Deep Purple. This I, song. Um, I thought every one of these songs was Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> 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 no, you know this song, Leah. Yeah, 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 for okay. sure. Okay, so this well, is I'm Deep just Purple. a baby. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm 18. <laughs> this is Smoke on the Water. The Mach 2 lineup, as it was called, with all those guys that I uh, explained before, was active from 1969 to 1973. They released four studio albums together, and there were some live albums in there. Including their seminal album, Machine Head. Machine Head. It was in 1972. And that album featured this song, which is one of Rock's most legendary songs. Yeah. Smoke on the Water. This is the first song I learned how to play on guitar. What does Smoke on the Water mean? Well, Smoke on the Water uh, mean they, they were recording at a... Uh, it was about 
a recording studio in Montreux, in Switzerland, that burned oh. to the ground. Oh, wow. A kind of a famous uh, recording studio that Frank Zappa and the mothers were recording at. Okay. When it caught on fire. Oh. And hmm. the guys in Deep Purple were nearby, and they saw the this famous studio on a lake burning to the ground, so they wrote a song. Oh, Bummer. So I really thought it was a drug reference. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literal. Okay. It's literal. <laughs> okay, that's less exciting. Yeah. I don't know. I, on the creative scale, too, you know? Okay, hey. Well, you know, back then, it, it, you know, rock was pretty much very straightforward. Yeah, you got then. to, yeah, it wasn't all. Just like ra- rap is now, you know? Yeah. Super straightforward. Incredibly straightforward. Yeah. Uh, ass and Do you air, guys like the rap? <laughs> do you guys like the rap? Yeah. What do you guys listen to? I listen to. I don't want to turn this into a music discussion, but I am curious. I love the Strokes. Okay. The New York New York girl. Um, and anytime I've seen them live, I've gone alone and cried the whole time. Just let me live. And Did you ever date a Stroke? No. I wish. Only someone who had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love Britney Spears. Like It's pretty much all over the map. <laughs> You know, I was listening. I was working out yesterday, listening to Ludacris. I, it's just you. Let me live. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've got weird taste. Yeah. yeah when I want to, people to think I'm better than them, I'll just blast Beethoven from my car. It's really just up in the air. You know. I like it. Yeah. Stevie, where are you at? I'm also all over the map. I've really disappointed my dad, though. Um, he's like concerned about my music tastes. Always has been. When I was really little, I only listened to country. So imagine. Wait. What like. Like, like old school country, but still country. Like 60s Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and George Jones. I was George obsessed Jones. with a Johnny Cash. I was Porter obsessed Wagner with and Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. I mean, I'm still obsessed with Dolly Parton. By the I mean, way. Who isn't? Those boobs? I, I only, amazing. I only recently discovered Dolly Parton in that. I had no fucking idea how unbelievable she was in the 60s. She's when amazing. When she was a young girl. Yeah. So I have watched on YouTube every. I think we've talked about. Oh yeah, this we in talk a lot life. about June Carter Cash. Obsessed oh, with June. her. I'm obsessed with both of them now because yeah. Dolly. I had no idea. So there's all these videos of Dolly Parton on the Porter Wagner show when they were partners. Yeah, and she's a fucking fully dropped in, fully formed artist at the age of 21. It's insane. Her memoir, her uh, autobiography, is incredible too. I bet. Yeah, I like everything though. I like all that stuff. I like all the old like country stuff. Um, I'll listen to horrible, horrible pop to run, like to work out to. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of classical because I play violin. So oh, you play violin? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would imagine growing up with a musician as a dad was that stuff imposed on you guys, or yeah, we had two rules always as ah. kids. Number one, everyone has to play an instrument. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I played violin. My sister played piano, and my brother played guitar. My mom got away with not playing anything, and I don't think that's fair. <laughs> and, um, also, we always had to do a sport, too. So I did karate, um, gymnastics, and violin. <laughs> oh. I chose all the things you can do by yourself, by the way. None of them are team sports. Did you feel the power of doing that when, when you made that decision? Like, I'm going to do something that only I can do alone. Yeah, I, I was, can do karate I'm, by myself. Yeah, I'm such an introvert. I love doing things by myself. Give me the option today. I'll still do the same thing. It's kind of a good action star hook. Like the, the karate master who can like fucking play the shit out of the violin. Yeah. It seems to go hand in hand. Every superhero well, plays it's the discipline. violin. <laughs> it's a discipline. Yeah. Both and both require 10,000 hours of practice They're until you become a master. so difficult. Yeah. Amazing. How Can you pull out a violin right now and just jam on it? Yes. Not One doesn't jam on a violin, but. Stevie does. I do. You do. Oh, I'm a jammer, yeah. 
I'm always jamming around town, and <laughs> yeah, I can jam. Have you ever thought about putting t- uh, a band together? I've been in a bunch. You have? Yeah. Uh, tell me. I didn't know this about you. I just didn't really like it. I, you know, <laughs> you ever grow up doing something that you're forced to do and it's never a passion. Uh, so I never enjoyed it. Mm. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been in a lot of bands, a lot of folk bands. Playing the violin. Yeah, playing, being the classical, you know. Sto- no, not classical. I play classical music, but I can play folk music. Just playing the type of music that you love. Yeah, just doing... Little, little country girl. Just doing the things I love. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play an instrument, do you? Your voice. You, your voice. I'm a singer, yeah. yeah. I sing. I'm actually doing a Bachelor of the Parody musical. Tell me. Wait. The Bachelor, the TV show? Yes, there's a parody musical. Okay. And... All live on stage somewhere in the city Dynasty of Los Angeles? typewriter. Get... The fuck, and I play the bitch. Ouch. Is anyone surprised? And they have a lot of cast members from the actual show coming. I bet they do. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a thing. That's fucking phenomenal. I'll do you know there. which ones are going to be there? I probably Nick Vile. Oh, he's one hundred percent going to be there. He's Nick Vile is, yeah. and, and he's everywhere. I think there's five Nick Viles <laughs> that work the city of LA at all times. Because I swear to you, on the same day, he'll be at Dinosaur in Silver Lake. Same. He'll be at Cafe Gratitude in Larchmont. Well, I heard he'll it, be at the fucking Grove. He's yeah. just eating. It only takes. <laughs> <laughs> it only costs fifty thousand dollars to clone a dog. So what, like a hundred thousand for a person? <laughs> oh, oh there my could gosh! Be, there could be. There's you know. a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. The proper pronoun for multiple Nick Viles is them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, my friends and I, we get together on Monday nights and we watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette together, have a couple cocktails, make fun of it. But I'm fucking obsessed with that show. So I'm coming to the live <laughs> Me too. thing. I am. Hey, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Have you di- Like, have you seen This is a at plot all? twist for me. <laughs> uh, Jordan and Joelle Fletcher's, re- Jordan Roger and yeah. Joelle Fletcher's relationship is very important to me. me I need too. them to go the distance. They I need them to. to grow old together. They have to. They're the only Life ones. Will, right. They're the only ones. I, I fucking follow them on Instagram and I believe in that union. Me too. Like, I swear to God. They everyone else can same. fuck off. Right, but they were made for each other. Yeah, they yeah. they seem really happy. Because on on any given day, one can be prettier than the other, and it just bounces back and forth between him and her. It's I like, like really her. Crazy. And do I don't funny. know why I care. Why do I feel scared? More scared now than I did when I lived in Charlottesville and I met a neo Nazi. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is terrifying. Because like it's alone. weird. But I, well, you get sucked into it. Yeah, yeah. And I have been told I have a a, a, a family friend <laughs> who went to high school with a guy who is a PA on the show. So we have some intel. Mm. We have some intel, and I have been told that Hannah is going to be a good bachelorette. Who's Hannah? Which wow. one's Hannah? Hannah did not win the last season of The Bachelor. She was eliminated like six or seven. She was from. She was like in the Miss you know, Miss America pageant. Oh yeah, the, the Southern girl. The Southern girl. I think she's from not North Carolina. From the Alabama. One had, the one who had beef with um, the other the pageant other girl. Do yeah, they need so help one, finding love? Isn't she already perfect and? They do need help, actually. They do need help. Uh, well, when not you're so focused it. on winning Miss America, you don't have time to fucking date dudes. We know. Yeah, we both right. done pageants. <laughs> yeah, we have. We, you know, when you're really focused on your body and not eating, it's just, what else is it's there? It's like you know, hard to focus because your brain's shutting down. Yeah, um, at all times. Hey, have you ever seen... <laughs> Brando, have you ever yes. seen um, uh, The Bachelor in Paradise, Australia? Um, yeah, and I also just finished watching Bachelor bachelorette australia i cannot believe this is happening because i do i do a podcast with arden marine uh, her bachelorette theme podcast so we watched we watch bachelorette australia so good it's so white 
It's it's so white. It's so white. It's too white. I was like, yeah, why? It's bizarre. I was like, nobody even has brown hair. Well, does Donald no. Trump sponsor it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, but it's it. They're all jocks. There's no it's there's bad. no nerdy deviation in any way shape. I there's be no on that dean. Show. <laughs> no, it's it, it's super white. Like it's there's no there's yeah. Uh, I'm, not the white, bachelor, I'm not white enough. But it's very tame though. It's Bachelor Australia. The bachelor Australia didn't feel as white as the Bachelorette. Fair, yeah, fair enough. But it's also very tame. Like you would think that Australians, like when you go to Santa Monica and you're at a bar in Santa Monica and there are Australians here, they're all, you're like, there's fucking Australians here, yeah, because they party and they drink and they're loud and they're weird and dumb. <laughs> On this show, they're super tame and super polite, and a lot of times the bachelor won't kiss his lady contestants until like week fucking six or yeah. seven. It's wow, really isn't that weird. crazy? Did he read the ro- the road to I do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he read Codependent what? No More and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, really into self-help in and- what can you sum up the road to i do in you're not a- supposed to have any sort of you're not supposed to have intercourse for six weeks six after meeting someone yeah so from the point that you meet someone who's like hmm, uh-huh. you go on two person, dates a week that's okay. it uh-huh and you don't have intercourse until week six okay what's the longest you've ever waited this is the best well <laughs> <laughs> I would say... Or forced to wait. Oh, no one has forced me. Can you imagine? I mean, now that I think about it, yeah. Um, I would say the longest I've waited... Jeez. Two and a half months. Mm. Wow. And then we had sex once. And then I broke up with him a week later. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the road to I do is not so effective. Well, but I wasn't following the road to I do. There, oh, okay, okay. there was an issue. Okay. Because you weren't going on two dates a week and... No, we were codependent. Okay. Okay. No more. Look oh. at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a new person, you guys. How, so, lo- how long was your longest? Three weeks. I thought I thought I was a hero after that, honestly. <laughs> I was like, I've achieved the impossible. I could run for president. I'm a perfect person. Like, I was... Yeah, that checks out. I was so stoked about it. I've had one too many nevers. Oh, really? What? Yeah, I've had one too many nevers. Well, I've definitely... Well, I think they, things were different in the 80s and the 90s. I've dated men and not ever slept with them, but it, yeah. it wasn't for... But, yeah, you know, not when you've dated someone and, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I the, I had a weird one where, like, I we sort of dated for, like, three months, but never... Yeah, I've had those. And, I've, they're and bizarre. Then it, then it, they're, very, they're very odd. But yeah. those persons, I feel like those people show up to challenge us. Well, yeah, it's because you know tests. it's not going to work out. Yeah. And you're like, do I want to waste a karma point on this person? Well, your ego wants to win. Your ego's like, we need to stick around to see if we're going to like, we're going to win this yeah. Yeah. situation. Yeah, is this person going to come around and fall in love with me? Right, exactly. <laughs> Can I win this human? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very healthy approach, right? Is that in the, the road to I do? I mean, it could be. It um, should be if it's not. Is that the name of the song? No. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know this song? No. It's Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yeah, it's Ozzy Osbourne. I'll never know a song based on the begin- o- opening guitar riff. Like, there's no world. I feel like Molly John Crew. John Nelson might know this one. He knows all of them, I'm sure. Okay. You should have him on the podcast. <laughs> this is an interesting one. By the end of 1973, tensions between Richie Blackmore and Ian Gillen culminated in <laughs> Gillen okay. quitting the band right after their second tour of Japan. Bassist Roger Glover was fired soon after that at Blackmore's insistence. 
Uh, and then in interviews later, John Lord called the departure of Gillen and Glover while the band was at its peak. The biggest shame in rock and roll. God knows what we would have become over the next three or four years if we were still together. The band achieved some modest success after 1974 when young David Coverdale, and that's who's singing this song, uh, replaced Ian Gillen and bassist Glenn Hughes replaced Roger Glover. David Coverdale is better known as the lead singer of Whitesnake. You guys know Whitesnake? Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard of, of the name. You've heard the name Whitesnake? It's a good print for boots. <laughs> really cute with mini skirts. Uh, so that's where we're at with that. <laughs> White Snake, not really ethical, but cute. White Snake was a huge metal band in the eighties, like a glam metal band. They had a bunch of like cheesy. The videos. T- the, David Coverdale was dating Tawny Katane. Mm, don't know who she that pre- is. She. <laughs> this is a, this is the best. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's falling so flat. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so amazing. Tawny Katane was like the hot model of the eighties. Okay. Why have we never heard of her then? I because I think that she may or may not. Richard, do we know? Do we Gen Xers know what happened to Tony Katane? She married, but she married David Coverdale. She <laughs> married. She married this guy, the wow. guy who became the second, the third lead singer of of Deep Purple. Went on to form White Snake. They had huge giant hits. They were a huge band. Here I go again on my own. I love yeah, we know that, that song. song. Okay, that song. That's White Snake. It's an intro. So the video, the, so the video, the video of that song was David Coverdale and Tony Katane making out in a car. Okay. Yeah. And oh, she wow. danced on the hood of the car. Well, this nope. is unrelated, but I did hang out with Angeline last week. <laughs> oh. Wait, you did for real? Yeah. Yeah, she won. So, wait, I, I wait, won. wait, time out. Go, go, go. Wait, the Angeline. Angeline. Yes, the only Angeline. Yes. Now, for people who who live outside the city of of Los Angeles, Angeline is a person who's famous for just being herself yes yeah and driving around the the city of los angeles in a pink corvette Mm -hmm. she's platinum blonde she's She's got billboards the thing is she's had that billboard for a million years um the article just came out revealing her true identity she's jewish her Uh name is like reina goldberg or something (gasps) okay wow I, I tried to talk about it with her they're making a, a tv show about her life i would hope so emmy rossum is playing her and she's very upset about it. Wait, Emmy- why she doesn't oh, like Emmy Rossum? Oh. She didn't give them permission, and oh. she thinks that they're going to obviously n- make fictitious events up. Well, because the feeling, like I remember when I first moved to LA in the early '90s, there were Angeline billboards all Everywhere. over the place, and she was always on Hollywood Boulevard. And but the billboards in the '90s were like kind of like porn uh, billboards. Like she would yeah. be in like a nothing bikini. Well, and just a phone number, and it was like, "What? What are you? I don't understand. What? What are you promoting? She's an, is selling? She, so, so what the is thing she? is that she's just Angeline. Right. I mean, she's kind of an icon in the way that she exists because she is herself, right? Which is, it's just she wears neon pink. Her hair has pink ribbons in it. She wears pink shoes. When so basically, she was an Instagram model before there were Instagram models. Yeah, boom." That's amazing. The original right? Instagram. Nice yeah. analysis. That's, yeah. a, but she that's was exactly what she was. She was also an actress and she was in a lot of rock band videos. She makes her own music now. She's making a documentary about her own life. I So I won a meet and greet with her. You won? I won a meet and greet a with meet her. And greet. Candle Delirium has a contest. They have a little bucket where you can put your name and number <laughs> what in. What is Candle Delirium? Oh, I don't want to talk about is it. it a, but if you it... like crystals and candles, oh baby, this is the place <laughs> to go. Oh no. Yeah, deep dives. And 
I mean, I won. You know, I just got a text saying that I won. So I went to go meet her at Denny's. Which the Denny's on Sunset, Sunset and Gower is yeah. sure. To me, wow. there's only one Denny's and it's that one. Right. It's that well, one. there's one two blocks away from there. Right. It's well, Sunset and Van Ness. But it's not the yeah. one. Across from Netflix. No, it's not the one. And that particular area is so odd. The Gower one on Sunset Gulch? and Gower. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. So... I saw that you were at Gower Gulch. It's iconic. Uh, that's has... a, Gower Gulch is a black hole for me. Really? Because, well, in the 90s, Amagi's was a karaoke bar. There was a karaoke uh, bar in that mall. Oh, wow. It's yeah. famous. There's it's a lot a, of ghosts there for me. It's in a lot of books that, for like famous landmarks. Yeah. Was there, I mean, it, it makes sense. But she was 20 minutes late to meet me. Uh-huh. That's and rude. I was ready That's so leave. rude. Yeah. I wasn't So you're sitting leave, in a booth but... at the Denny's on Sunset and Gower waiting for Angeline. Well, That's no. fucking... The I opening chapter of your outside. autobiography. <laughs> yeah, it'll just it'll just be called "Waiting for Angeline." <laughs> Everything that happened to me from finding out I got the mo- I got the call to meet her. It's a two hundred page book. But so I was supposed to wait outside and wait for her to pull up, and then I was supposed to go approach her car to let her know I was the person. Okay. And hmm. another person approached her. He was like, "Hey, Angeline." Uh-oh. I swear, he looked like he was out of a nineties movie. Sure. From a different time, I was like, "I don't have a phone, but I have this like." paper and pencil i think we're supposed to do an audio session later i was like what is happening oh no but she knew him it was michael rapaport ha 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 ha. (laughs) and um yeah then she gave me a crystal jamie kennedy she gave you a crystal yeah it was it was a little just a little rock it was orange and white and she said don't eat it because it looks like a creamsicle and i was like okay don't worry i won't eat this rock And then I was wearing a ring and she looked at my ring and said, are you an heiress? And I said, no, I'm a Gemini. And she goes, no, I said, are you an heiress? Like, do you have tons of money? And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I thought you meant a Gemini, you know, Aries, Gemini. And she goes, God, you're such a blonde. And then I fell in love with her immediately. I'm a brunette, by the way. That's phenomenal. And then she made me sit in her car and listen to her music. Uh What kind of music? She does what I would call Josie and the Pussycats punk. Fair enough. Punk. I like that. It's cute. She made you listen to her EP. Well, yeah. <laughs> I listened my to my fucking nightmare. I listened to three of her songs, and she asked me which what I thought of all of them, and okay. which was my favorite. And then she popped open her trunk and wanted me to buy some of her swag, and pushed a lot of things really hard. She has a lot of stuff because she's got DVDs, she's got T-shirts, records. records. Nobody has anything wow. to Hats. play. Anything. That's what's in the fucking trunk of that Corvette. She has a meditation cassette yeah she does yeah and she's like you don't want to buy this and i was like i have nowhere to play it angeline and she's like you don't own a cassette tape (laughs) hey heads up angeline (laughs) no one does yeah i'm so sorry i can't meditate to your cassette although i'd be willing to buy a cassette player i think that a demon would come out i'm sure it's a haunted like you'd awaken some sort of how you time travel actual spirit (laughs) yeah did you guys go in and eat no, we never did. What was up with well, Denny's? You could have met anywhere then. She just so wanted then, to be in the parking lot. So then an audio engineer, another guy in a in an old car, rolled up and was like, hey, Angeline. She goes, oh, sorry, I have to meet with him. And then they went into Denny's. Wow. Ew. So I got... What the hell? I feel like you got ripped off a little. I got ripped off. She just Maybe wanted we, me to buy stuff. Yeah, Maybe were, we could were, go Were they going to spring for lunch? Was Candle Delirium going to pay for your Denny's lunch? No. Did, they just wanted you to meet Angeline. Yeah, I mean, okay. I still had to pay, I had to pay to take a photo with her. I oh, she, did she charge you a buck like they do? On, oh my god! And then, so I won a photo, so an actual old billboard photo of her. Okay. And then she said she would charge me for an actual signature. And How I much? said I politely declined twenty five dollars. Twenty five for the signature and twenty bucks for the photo. Yeah, and I did buy a keychain. I'm not going to lie. 
I just, needed one. Okay. It's 20 bucks. And is the keychain feature a, a billboard photo of Angeline this on is, a, like a little thing? This is know, pricey. That's, that's incredible. It was, uh, that's how she's making money. Uh, Leah is pulling out the keychain. Yep, there it is. So it's, it's an Angeline keychain. It's just keychain. Angeline with a fan club number and a fan club email. That's definitely on it. an 80s or 90s photo of her, though. But yeah. is she 70? I mean, probably north 120. Of no, <laughs> right. But no, no joke, right? I mean, she yeah. could be north of 80, right? I think she's probably upwards of 70. Unbelievable. For sure. She looks. Does she have good. kids? She have family? Who knows? I didn't read the article before I met her because yeah. I wanted to just go in blind. I've kind of. done the deep dive. What if that was your grandma and you're like, "What's grandma up to?" And she's like driving her Corvette to Denny's I would be again. like, "She's in dope. Los Feliz today, yeah. driving around, just on Sunset and Sunset what, what in Vermont." A cool grandma, Richard. Did you say there's a fan club phone number? Yeah, you yeah, want to call it? Let's call it. She was. She was also. I mean. I will. I will be. Hi, you've real. reached the Angeline fan club. <laughs> she was very. Press one for information on where Angeline will be today. <laughs> to get a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> to speak to a representative. Uh, she was delightful. Wait, I did enjoy it. talking to her. I asked her if she had any advice for me, and she said, "Never sell out." Are you kidding? That's, that's that okay. Wait, wait, wait. That that's is that's insane. it. That's that's the that's the Angeline bomb. Never, Never sell, sell out. out. And she didn't. No, she always she did didn't. everything her own way. Yeah. Now she's going to charge you twenty five bucks for a signature and twenty bucks for a photo, it's but that ain't sell- selling out. No, not if you believe in it. She That's believes in everything she produces. She does, you know, and she has to keep that billboard going somehow. I feel like if you're if you're from like MTV Brazil and you come to LA, you have to try to do like an interview with Angeline. Yeah. She exists in that kind of fabric. MTV Two. MTV Two. <laughs> does MTV still exist? Does it? I was a PA for MTV Brazil in 1992 when they came to town for the Video Music Awards. Damn. Yeah, and my my job was to drive people from the the Sofitel, which was then the Mimazon Hotel, to Westwood because the Music Awards were at UCLA. That's my story. Wait. And then one day I slept in Uh and I forgot to pick them up. And I got fired. That's how every PA gets fired. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> did you know I worked for the Swan when I was like too young to have a job? Do you remember that show? What's the Swan? What's the Swan? It I was don't like a plastic show. surgery show. That's like in. Oh. it's like they took people who hated themselves uh-huh. and they gave them extreme plastic surgery. Didn't let them look at themselves for like three months until they healed, and then they revealed them as a Swan. And and would they shoot that moment where they where they took the stuff off? Yeah, it was, and you got a deal or not deal in that it was moment? insane. Oh, fuck. That was my first job. You were a PA? I, I was a PA, yeah. Wait, so what happens to the people once they reveal their new faces? I don't know. I guess like everyone's excited about their new face and body. They do everything. They do every type of plastic surgery you can do on a person. It's like traumatic. Wow. They I make got, everyone... Do they give wait, all the women that fish cat like face this. look that everyone has? It doesn't still Everyone exist. looks like a Kardashian now, by the way. Like, that's the aesthetic. Yeah, it's an it's aesthetic. It's so it's weird. It's a vibe. That's what I'm going for. The fish cat face... <laughs> the fish cat face is really scary. On men, too. And it's the same thing. It's oh, a you're real... just talking about the cheek filler? No, or I'm just lips, talking about... Like, everything, the, the, yeah. the, it, it, You look like a fish cat. Like, that's yeah. just the look. Like, every woman in Beverly Hills, every man over 60 in Beverly Hills, it's they bizarre. look like fish cats. Yeah, it's it's I know this weird. sounds sexist, but when men get plastic surgery on their faces, for some reason, it doesn't sit as well with me than uh, when women do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with women doing whatever they want to their faces, but I think everyone should, someone should be sitting there going, no. enough's enough. Yeah, no. I think one of us has to be ugly in the relationship, and it shouldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys want to hear something sad? No. no. Richie 
Richie Blackmore quit Deep Purple in 1975. How did he quit his own band? He was, well, he quit his own band because he was frustrated with the way things were going. And then he went on to form his own band. Oh, a band called Rainbow oh. with the legendary Ronnie James Dio. Do either of those names mean anything to you ladies? Ronnie D. No, I <laughs> I got nothing. I don't. I got nothing. I don't Does that have anything to do with Dio, Dio the band? Yeah, Dio the band. Well, Dio, then Dio and Richie Blackmore parted ways. And, and Dio, Dio made Dio. Well, he was in, actually, he took over for Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath for two records. Oh. And then he made Dio. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Busy guy. These wow. guys can't, these guys are like non-committal. Mm-hmm. And they're always having fun. Well, musicians are volatile. Your dad would tell you that. Musicians are all crazy people. Yep. My dad probably wouldn't say that because, honestly, he'd have to, like, cop to it. My dad would. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a happy moment in Deep Purple, though. What is it? The Mach 2 lineup was revived in 1984, and they had a hit with their album Perfect Strangers, which featured this song, Knocking at Your Back Door. Do you guys remember this song at all? Have you ever heard this song? Is this one a euphemism? <laughs> no, it's actually about someone knocking at a back door because the front door is locked. Yeah. Um, God, I hate rock music. This is so boring. I've never heard this song, and I never want to hear it again. <laughs> you must know that in 1984, your friend Brendan was in 10th grade and fucking loved this record so much. I want to tell you something. I had a Deep Purple tour shirt mm-hmm. that I would I would always buy my tour shirts large. Okay. Because I knew that I... Extra large because I wanted them as an adult. Stop. Oh, yeah. And so I, when I would go... You're planning for the future. Oh. Uh, the I, had future a, I had a, <laughs> I had a Van me. Halen shirt that if I started from 1981, that if I would start... I would wear it to school. That was my shtick. I, I did the same... I dressed the same way in, in the 80s. And... If I would start to sweat, I would go to my locker and I would take the shirt off and, and put on a replacement shirt because I wouldn't I didn't want to sweat in the shirts that I bought. Wow. wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I was that guy. Uh, but I'm proud of it though. And I had a deep purple shirt that I loved because they toured in nineteen eighty four and they came to Albuquerque, New Mexico and fucking blew my mind. Where's that wow. shirt today? You sweat, um, you sweat through well, it? Well, there was the, one of the great crimes committed against me in my life was when I went off to college. By the time I went off to college, a lot of that music wasn't quote unquote cool. So I left my concert shirts at back home. Then, it, yeah. back, back then? <laughs> has, some, has something in common with today. <laughs> but who's to say what it really is? I mean, can't yeah. put my finger to on it. each his own. However, all right, fair enough. But my mother... Mm-hmm. Gave all those shirts <gasps> to Goodwill. Did you see a homeless person wearing your shirt? <laughs> give me my deep. What to, is it called? To, deep purple. To this day, she claims that she did not give away uh, a closet full of concert shirts because I had everything. I had Rush, ACDC, Van Halen, Judas Priest, Dio, Ozzy. Sounds like she did I had the right so thing. So much. <laughs> no, I did, arguably she's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hooded rainbow shirt. It had a hood. It was a t-shirt. It was like a OP style t-shirt oh. with the band logo on it. For the rainbow band? The, for the rainbow band. You mean yeah. the band that was formed out 
after um, one of the Ians Ronnie, got mad at Ronnie an, someone else. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's, Usually that's all I get too when I get mad at an Ian. I get a rainbow shirt and just call it a day. Yeah, that was. Um, we're really proud of your mom. I also oh. love when parents lie about things they obviously did. No yeah. kidding. It's to like, this oh, day, she it? says, no, she didn't give them so, away. So we then know who she gave didn't. it away? Who broke into the no, house and sold one burglar did. wanted all of those shirts? <laughs> well, because my brothers, my brothers were affected by this, too. My brother Ryan, he lost some shirts in this, in this horrible act of... Affected by the disease of shirt throwing out <laughs> Did he have equally bad taste in music? <laughs> he did. He did. He was two years younger than me. Oh. I took my brother to his first concert. I took uh, him to Rush. You, so you Rush. ruined him. No, he, I mean, well, he, 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 he went down his own. He was not quite as metal as I was. Okay. He liked more sort of mainstream stuff. Okay. Same. I can relate to that. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So it's really good. I mean, like rock music is fun every once in a while when you I, don't nah. ever hear it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happens when you grow up in a house with a person who plays guitar. The time. Oh, mm. it's too loud. Every music is too loud. I can't do it. My dad had drums in the basement and we just had to close the door because dad was playing drums in the basement. That's my dad in the um, garage. And, you know, every time we anytime I hear Hotel California, I have to change the station on the radio. Mm. It feels like PTSD to me. You know, people always be like, Leah, uh, I'll be like, I'm, you know, it's frustrating for me. I'm in the car. I'm nine years old. I'm like, dad, I don't want to listen to Cream. <laughs> you know, it's just there yeah. is nothing for kids. I think that a lot of uh, those of us who are. Like of the era of the rock era, I know that a lot of my friends force the Ramones. Oh, the timer! We're gonna. Uh, I put a timer on. I was timing this. I do that on too much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I do that on dates, and I. When does the timer go off on a date? Forty-five minutes. (laughs) I'm not kidding. First dates, forty-five minutes. Second dates, you might get an hour and thirty. So, so if the timer goes off at forty-five minutes, and you're like, "Okay, this is done," I'm excuse myself, go to the bathroom, and never come back. No, no, no. I just say I have to go. My timer went off, and they're like, "You set a timer?" I'm like, "Yeah." Wow. Are you kidding? That's incredible. You're a stranger. You get 45 minutes. Nothing wow. more. I, that is, is that That's in the road to I do? Um, my parents only get five minutes on the timer. So <laughs> <laughs> first dates are doing better. Oh, yeah. First yeah. I mean, when you listen no. to Earth, Wind, and Fire as an eight-year-old, you're like, uh, maybe you get four minutes. You though. get one minute. Yeah. It didn't work. It, it, it doesn't work when you put music on kids. Like, they don't grow up fucking loving it. You can't force anything on kids. No, right. we'll hate it. We'll, we'll revolt it. against you're it. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it's sad because I know that all my friends who were forcing the Ramones and Iron Maiden stuff on their kids—they're they're not going to like sucks it. Sucks for them. Yeah, it's, Richard, oh, would yeah. you do me a favor? Would you play? Would you play "Smoke on the Water" one more time? Because I'm going to wrap up the Deep Purple part of this. Okay, I'm going to bring this baby home. Well, just know that uh, the Mach Two lineup got back together in 1984. They had a good run until 1989, and then tensions between Ian Gillan and Blackmore erupted again. Wow, of course it did. Drama. And Ian Gillan quit the band. <laughs> Got they got in. back together for the 25th anniversary in 1992. And this time, Blackmore left the band in 1993. Eventually, Richie Blackmore was, placed, was replaced by guitar wizard Steve Morse. Oh. Do you know that name, Steve Morse? Maybe John Nelson did would know the name. Did he invent Morse code? No, <laughs> he did not. Okay, then no. But that version of the band has stayed together since then. Wow. So there is a version of Deep Purple that has basically been together since the mid-90s. That's a long relationship. Steve Morris. Yes, yeah, it's a long relationship, and they tour every year. You been? 
I have been a few times, although last time they came, when they came to L.A., they came to L.A. last September, I want to say, maybe October, and they played at Irvine. I had free tickets. It was Judas Priest, Deep Purple. And when I turned on my phone to see how long it would take to drive down to Irvine Meadows, two hours and 15 minutes. Was it worth it? Nope. Didn't do it. Yeah. Did not do it. Because I was like, I cannot do that drive. No more shows. For me, the new law is no more shows down in Irvine. To this day, Deep Purple have sold over 100 million albums. How old are they? Believe it or not. They're old. They're in their 70s. Well, you know, they started in 1968. Yeah. They were... Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016, and I'm sure they'll be coming back to Southern California next year. Did we learn anything today? I don't you know. Guys? I, I did. Don't remember I did. Most of this. <laughs> I can tell you what I learned. I blacked out when there were eight Ians and a. Yeah, that's what I learned. Don't get into any type of business relationship with an Ian. Um, that most music. Um, is too loud <laughs> and um, that Leah's dad is still playing drums yeah I learned that Stevie's dad is a little cooler than my dad <laughs> <laughs> anything I, else yeah I what learned, about Deep Purple I learned that I will never listen to them again willingly just kidding they're fine but seriously I'll never listen to them again and um, no you know I, I learned that I don't hear a British accent when do you sing. ever yeah. with singing? I don't think so. But I'm just trying to find something that I learned, Stevie. I do <laughs> I do really like this song. I'm going to give that to you, but that's all I'll give. I like Fair that, enough. I like that one song. Smoke on the Water. Yeah. I think, And I've learned that a lot of song titles are very literal. All. Yeah. Very literal. <laughs> and song lyrics are very literal. Extreme. Mm-hmm. Knocking at your back door. And that you your mom threw out your shirts. I know. It's a crime. It really... I, I, I tore apart. Every time I would go back home, I, I would tear that house apart just in hopes that there would be a garbage bag filled with concert shirts from the 80s. It's well, such a shame because you really did plan for the future. That's like... Oh, yeah. It's such a shame. Like, yeah. you were a kid being like, when I'm an adult, I'll wear these. Yeah. That's like someone taking all the money out of your investment fund. <laughs> yeah. That's, I wanted to make that harder for no, you. Emo- <laughs> emo- it's what it felt like. Yeah. But, the, but you know, in the, er- in the very early days of eBay, like when eBay first hit... I would go back and buy Ooh. some of those shirts that I lost to the sands of time. Can I tell you something? When yes. eBay first hit, mm-hmm. I was a child <laughs> and I created my first account called Froggy Girl. And I... What did Froggy Girl buy? I oh. bought and sold. This is no joke. <laughs> yeah. I bought and sold plastic um, frogs for that I would get at natural history museums because I was obsessed with them. And I would buy and sell stuffed animals. Wow. People bought them from you? Yeah, I was a dealer. Get Holy the fuck out. I was you one were... of the first people with an eBay oh account. My you were a frog God. I taught my family how to use eBay, and they still to this day use it for buying and selling I think um, this is musical our, instruments. This is your sitcom. Did you sell vintage stuffed animals? No, no, Vintage no. frog? Just what you had. You Anything. were able to sell. Remember when McDonald's would the give out Beanie Babies The girl who gets stuff for free. You resold items that already existed. People that, collected them. Oh I God. sold collector's items in case you were wondering. How old wow. were you? A child. I don't know. Ten, eight. That's incredible. <laughs> do you do you do you remember what? your top? Do you remember your biggest sale? Mm, Princess Diana bear. Princess Diana bear. Remember that Beanie Baby? No. Really? Was it literally Princess Diana? It was purple and it had a was purple it deep heart. Purple? Deep purple. <laughs> 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 it was deep purple. Yeah. 
with a deep purple heart. Yeah. And I... I was named Ian. It was... (laughs) The bear had just gotten in a fight within Ian, and so I sold her to China, (laughs) where she was originally made. Yeah. Fast fashion. Wow. Fast fashion. I've been learning a lot about fast fashion. You've always been ahead of the time, Stevie. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I've sold a lot of stuff on eBay, too. I'm worried about you guys. <laughs> Come over for The Bachelor and we'll sell something of yours on eBay. Hey, I hate this. I, you guys pickpocket people while they're watching The Bachelor and sell their stuff on eBay. We do what we got to do. It's so weird. Someone stole my t-shirt from 1970 <laughs> and then sold it on eBay <laughs> while I was watching The Bachelor. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, cool. What else do you want to promote? Yeah, Lady I Lamar? mean, now that you let me uh, yeah. oh, God, go with it. We're done talking yeah. about I'm not going to make How you guys listen you guys to more Deep Purple. Um, <laughs> no more Deep Purple. We're done. Oh. I'm not going to make you guys listen to any. No more Thank Deep God. Purple. I mean, oh, that's No more so White sad. Snake. Um, no more Dio. No more Deep Purple. Oh, no. What will We've done we our do bit. then? <laughs> no. So um, what else do you want to promote? Um, you can come check my stand-up out. If yes. you follow me on inner, on the internet lealamar.com with two r's or instagram l-e-a-h-l-a-m as in mary a-r-r you can find my show dates i also have a podcast that i record at the comedy store called falling in love with leah lamar Mm. i set two single friends up on a date and see if they fall in love in real life love it you can find that on itunes or spotify again do you make them do the road to i do i make them do the 36 questions that lead to love by psychologist arthur aaron and then they stare into each other's four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact whoa there's a lot that happens. It's pretty fun. I make people very uncomfortable, which is my favorite thing to do. Have you been successful? I had, I, I really can't share that information because it okay. ruins the podcast. Fair enough. Okay. I and like it. I've got a live show. You know, just I've got a web series called Real Witches of WeHo. Mm-hmm. We just got into a few festivals, so you'll be able to see us at the TCL Chinese Theater soon. And you could check it out on Working. YouTube. It's very stupid. Working. It's like Working. Real Housewives, but we're witches. You get it. Get after it. Yeah. God damn it. Having fun. You young people. Stevie? A lot. Where are we going to see you? Where can we find Stevie Nelson? eBay. (laughs) Froggy girl. You can find me on eBay selling Beanie Babies at Froggy Girl. Um, F-R-O-G-G-I-E-G-I-R-L. Do you use eBay's global shipping program? I'll use whatever I want to use. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, actually don't go to that. Um, My parents use it now, so please don't. Don't go to that. Um, you can find me on everything Twitter, Instagram at I am Stevie Nelson. Um, and um, you can see me hosting a show every Friday night on Nickelodeon Ooh. called Crash Leads at 7 p.m. Crash Leads, like athletes crash. Crash Leads. Because that's literally what it is. Fuck yes. <laughs> And uh, later tonight, we'll be at Club Trader Joe's on uh, Selma and Vine. Vine. <laughs> we'll be wearing our all-white um, outfits and yeah. eating Think Thin Your bars. influencer outfits. <laughs> we'll be staring into everyone's eyes without blinking. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm so I'm thrilled. Thank you guys so, so, so much for coming and doing the Brando cast. And thank you, Richard Sheltinga, for making it sound good and playing Deep Purple for these two fine young people. So until next week, cats and kittens... 